Good evening and welcome to Point of View Live from Washington, D.C. I'm Chris Berg. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience today for the NDSU Bison football team. They had the opportunity to spend much of the day with President Trump at the White House. And what a gracious host he was, folks. And I got to tell you, President Trump absolutely loves North Dakota. You're going to hear more about that in my one-on-one -on -one interview with him in just a few moments. But the other reason I think we can understand why President Trump loves North Dakota so much is because we're winners. Look at the NDSU football team. We love winning. Clearly, seven out of the past eight years, we've won these national championships. And you can tell President Trump loves being around winners. So, give you a quick down of the day. We're going to have some sound bites for you as well coming up here in just a moment. But uh, we went into the East Room. He had the team in there. He gave a, just a fantastic speech to the team. I think one of the, the, the fun parts of the day, or one of the most fun, in my opinion, is that. President Trump walks in, and there's Chick-fil-A laid out for all the guys on the team. And one of the things I wasn't aware of, apparently, and Beth Hool told me this, but when the team goes on away games, as they come back home on the plane rides, what do they get served? But Chick-fil-A. So the guys, you know, had a little sense of feeling of being at home, uh, being at the White House today, which is just an incredible, incredible thing. Then from the East Room, and they had a particular plan set up, and Senator Kevin Kramer, apparently, and you're going to hear more from him in a moment as well, but was talking with some of the players, and I guess there was a little bit of change in plans, and he says, you know, watch this. Knowing President Trump, he's having a good time with you guys, we're probably going to end up in the Oval Office, and sure enough, that's where they end up. I'll tell you more about that in just a moment. But So they're in their East Room, President Trump walks in, one of the great things that took place today was that NDSU Bison football team gave President Trump a little gift and it's a huge family um, and so today uh, we would like to extend an offering uh, to be part of that family oh, wow. uh, with uh, a jersey Good. Uh, the number. it's a 45 oh wow for uh, president trump <laughs> thank you Absolutely incredible, folks, seeing him with a 45 NDSU Bison football jersey. And again, I just cannot thank President Trump enough for, you know, number one, just having the Bison football team out, for an FCS team to head out to the White House and get that kind of attention from a president, even NDSU President Dean Bershani. Uh, we were at sort of a luncheon after the White House event, and he stood up and said, guys, this is the President of the United States. He's got a lot going on, and he gave just an inordinate amount of time to the NDSU football team. So to President Trump, thank you for being such a gracious host to this outstanding football team. With that being said, and this is maybe unprecedented. We'll find out from Senator Kramer. I don't know if he even knows, but he'll join us later in the show. But this may be unprecedented. President Trump called an audible. If Hopefully we can bring this picture up, Producer Josh. But then invites the entire NDSU football team into the Oval Office. Think about what's happened in the history of this nation inside that Oval Office, and he invites the Bison football team in there. And after talking, I got a chance to visit with Coach Wentz, uh, obviously Senator Kramer, Senator Hoven, some other people, and they said, Chris, you believe it. He's in there making jokes, having a good time, talking to all the different players about you know their, their plays, their positions, their stature, things of that nature. So very, very gracious host bringing Bison. I just, I can't even, as I'm saying this to you, the NDSU football Bison, in the Oval Office, and I think one of the greatest things that I got a chance to visit with the players today is just how grateful they were. You know, there's been so much, um, I don't know, consternation, if you will, around this president. We know about the Eagles. They were invited to go to the White House. Some of them turned down that opportunity. 
And then to see NDSU show up there and every single player had a chance to come in contact with said, wow, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We are so incredibly grateful to be here. And speaking about being grateful, Senator John Hoven, I think this was sort of his brainchild. He's a huge bison backer. Every time we have a chance to visit with him, he always gives the old hordes up, you know, go bison, Senator Hoven always says. And so we thought, hey, why don't I just run it by the president? Let's see if we can bring the NDSU Bison football team out here. Sure enough, he said yes. We caught up with Senator Hoven earlier today as well and just said, hey, how did it feel? You thought this idea up, it came to fruition today. How was this day for you, Senator Hoven? Well, they represent North Dakota and they're great young men, great role models. It's a joy to have them here. And I mean, they're winning over everybody they meet, the president, but you name it, everybody's very impressed with them. Your reaction when the president says, ah, let's go in the Oval Office and brings everybody in to the Oval Office. Well, you know, really great, but not surprised. I mean, number one, he loves sports. We talked about this a lot. He knows the bison. I knew when he got with these great young men, he was going to want to spend time with them. So I, I really wasn't too surprised. But it was great because they all got in the Oval Office, got a chance to, you know, shake hands and visit with the president. Um, but pretty nice. That, that doesn't happen very often. So you're going to see later on the Capitol steps. Uh, at the end of the day, they brought the team out to the Capitol steps. Grit took just some outstanding uh, team photos as well. And one of the other people that was there was Congressman Kelly Armstrong. So I asked him, hey, what's your thoughts on bringing the NDSU football team into the White House? Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. You can tell the president liked it, too. He kept them there probably 45 minutes longer than they were expecting. But, I, I mean, that's no secret. I mean, these guys just carry themselves with poise and, uh, I mean, dedication and, I mean, just the right kind, of, right kind of attitude. You can tell why they've won seven out of the eight, the last eight national championships. And they carry like themselves just like that off the field as well as on the field. Just an incredibly epic day. So, again, uh, thank you for the Bison for coming out and obviously to President Trump hosting the NDSU Bison football team. Because of his graciousness, I had a chance to have a one-on-one -on -one interview with President Trump kind of in between some of the events we had a chance to visit about, hey, what, what made you say yes to bringing the Bison out here? There's some big, big news about the U.S.-China trade deal and much, much more. Mr. President, first I thank you so much for bringing the Bison football team here. What made you go, you know what, I, I need to pay tribute to this team and bring these guys to the White House. Well, I love the state to start off with. It's been a great state, North Dakota, and John Hoven has been a fantastic friend. And as you know, Kevin Kramer, we worked hard together to, to have really what was a massive victory for Kevin. And uh, we just have a relationship with them and a relationship special with the state. And your congressman came and everybody's here and your first lady is here. So uh, it, it was really uh, very special. Now we're going to bring the team over to the Oval Office. They're going to have their fast Thank food, and then we, I guess you'll be there. But we're going to bring the team over to the Oval Office. A lot of breaking news. Let's start with the big news about the U.S.-China trade deal. The uh, Wall Street Journal said last night, deal could be done. You could have a signing summit on March 27th. What will this deal ultimately mean for our farmers back in the heartland? Well, it's moving along really well, and the farmers are being taken care of like they've never been taken care of before. You see that already happening. I guess the 10 million tons of soybean was just ordered even before we do the deal, uh, some number like that. I don't want to get it totally because they just gave it to me uh, about a week ago, but they said as of almost immediately, uh, that China's going to be buying more than they ever bought for us, from us, and our farmers are taken care of. The farmer is always a number one priority for me, and it has been from day one, and they stuck with me 
Now we'll see what happens with the deal. Whether it happens or not, the farmers are going to be in great shape. But if it happens, uh, a big, big boost to our farmers, uh, I think beyond anything that they've ever had before. Just before you got here, breaking news about Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Mr. Nadler, uh, requesting documents from roughly 80 other people, organization, including both your sons and your son-in-law. Are you going to cooperate with these document requests or well, not? Well, they're in a total witch hunt. They found no collusion after two years. And uh, now they're trying to say, well, let's go and investigate everything he's ever done, every job he's ever looked at. It's a witch hunt. It's a hoax. So we'll look at what uh, they have. But I know we have every Democrat-controlled committee in Congress is trying to do something because of the election. They're looking at 2020. Uh, they're searching for something. They didn't find it with Russia, because Russia, you know more about Russia than I do. And uh, now they're looking for other things. So it's a total hoax. But we'll look at whatever they send us. We've had close to 100 letters. Can you believe it? Right. Close to 100 letters. So it's you pure harassment. In your, in your uh, State of the Union, you say we can have peace and legislation yeah. or war and investigations. What's the war mean? And are you going to go to war with these well, guys? Well, they don't want to do anything that's positive, I guess, because all they want to do is focus on this stuff, and it's all nonsense. And so they've sent close to 100, think of it, 100 letters. And we have a country to run. And they have nothing. They're just sending them looking. They want to look at every deal I've ever done, because if they look, maybe they'll find somebody made a mistake. Maybe there's a comma that's out of place. Maybe there's a punctuation mark that's different or shouldn't be. Uh, no, they're a disgrace, frankly. It's a disgraceful thing. So we'll look at what they sent. You tweeted out last night that uh, the Cone testimony may have been part of the reason why you walked away from the talks in North Korea. How specifically did his testimony impact you walking away? Well, he's a fraudster, and, uh, you know, he's got other clients. It's not me. It's me. It's other people. And I let him go a long time ago. He was not good. Uh, he was convicted, I guess, of lying. And I think that having that whole thing displayed at the same time that I'm meeting on proliferation of nuclear weapons and getting rid of nuclear weapons from a country where, obviously, there's been a lot of difficulty that our country's had, and we've done a great job. I've stopped them from experimenting and using and rockets and all of the things that we've done. I've gotten back our hostages, gotten back our remains, the start of the remains. And I think that to put that on simultaneously is a disgrace to our country. You know, when a president goes overseas, you don't do that. So they hold a hearing. And I think it could have had an effect. Yeah, I think it could have had an effect on him, uh, could have maybe even had an effect on my people. But I think to put a hearing on like that uh, during a very, very critical negotiation overseas is a first. It's a disgrace by the Democrats. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank God you bless very you. much. Again, thank you so much to President Trump for being so gracious with his time today. He was extremely busy. It's great to see him be such a gracious host for our NDSU Bison football team as well. Now, Scott Hennon also had an interview with President Trump, and Scott brought up the letter that Senator Kevin Kramer sent to HS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. And President Trump was like, I got to see this letter. I got to know exactly what's going on with this letter. So coming up right after this short break, Senator Kramer is going to be joining us live here in studio in Washington, D.C. So obviously would love to know your point of view. You heard there from our interview with President Trump, as well as just him being Braces with bringing the bison into the White House. And also want to thank our sponsors tonight, Proceed and PetroServe USA. Stick around right after this. Welcome back to Point of View Live from Washington, D.C. because the NDSU bison had a once-in-a-lifetime 
opportunity to be at the White House and spend some time with the great President 45, President Donald J. Trump. Make America <laughs> great again. The buys are already they're great. They're the best, man. Senator standards. Thank you for saying that. Senator Kramer joining us live here in studio tonight. We really appreciate being here live, sir. And what a day. I'd like to know from you just kind of your greatest moment today. Um, <laughs> my greatest takeaway was when he did exactly what I predicted he, he would do. And he said, how many of you have never been in the Oval Office? That's a pretty big crowd, right? Come on. And I thought, oh, this is, this, I love it so much because it screws up the whole day. <laughs> Secret Service is like beside them. Staffs rolling their eyeballs. They're going to the Oval Office, 108 of your closest friends. And it's so Donald Trump. He's a hospitality genius. Take people inside the Oval Office, because yeah. I wasn't able to be in there. Everyone I talked to says, Chris, he was so cordial, yeah. so courteous. Well, first of all, you have to remember, he loves football. And he knows a lot about it. And he watched the game. So now he's got real personal ties. He, um, you know, he wants to know there's, well, how fast do you run the 40? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, oh yeah. And, and to his credit, he's also in awe of the Oval Office, interestingly. He'll often say to people, I mean, it's the Oval Office. He said, I haven't even gotten used to coming in here yet. You know, and here you guys. That's why he likes to bring people in, because he knows it's not his. It doesn't belong to him. It belongs to them. And it was just, okay, here's my other favorite takeaway. I got to tell this story. So after one of the photos, they took photos of about 20 at a time, and, and John, Senator Hovind and I were in the photos, and, and he, one, one big guy said to me, Senator, I'd like to shake his hand. Would it be okay? I said, now or never. I said, go around, reach out and say, thank you, Mr. President. He did, and every player after that did. And I said, that's it. You got to take advantage, you know, jump through the window when it's open. And it was just very, it was, I, I used the word sweet. It was a very sweet moment, really. It really was. It was so nice to see the reciprocity, both yeah. respect and admiration right. for, for both. So yeah. let's move on to this, because uh, Scott Hannon also had a one-on-one -on -one interview with President Trump, and he mentioned your letter to Secretary, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. And all of a sudden, the president said, I need to see this letter. In fact, at one point, he looked over to his press and said, make sure that I get this letter. And yeah. so you visit with him a little bit uh, in the Oval Office of the letter, and you've got a new one as well. Tell us about the conversation. And I guess I should maybe set some context here. You wrote this letter because you're saying, look, the Army Corps of Engineers is dragging their feet in this wall. They're not going to get the job done. Give it to DHS, and let's hire it out. Well, so my, yeah, my concern that I expressed with Secretary Nielsen, I also talked with her on the phone after the letter. I sent her another letter today um, with further information. My concern is that the bureaucracy at the Corps of Engineers, and I think saying the bureaucracy is even a little bit kind, um, they're just not set up to build projects quickly, much less, you know, efficiently and, you know, on time. That's that's not in their, in their DNA. And the evidence of that is the 2018 you know, appropriation, which calls for 76 miles to be built, they've only done contracts on 45% of the 76 miles. At the current rate, that first 76 miles will take 1,200 days to build. And, and you wouldn't hire the Corps of Engineers to do a walking path through one of your golf courses. <laughs> I don't know why we'd put them in charge of this thing. Now, there's some concern that, that you know, Mulvaney had mentioned to me that, you know, the, the appropriations bill has some language in it. Okay, that's well and good. But we've got to put the heat on the Corps of Engineers and DHS to get the job done, not just get the appropriation, get the job done. Can you share any of your conversations with the president today about this? Well, or? I expressed my frustration. I told him that I was, you know, I was leaning pretty heavily on them. He said, keep the pressure on. He said, keep the pressure on. We need to get this thing done. And then, and then you know, he talked a lot about his frustration with, you know, the Senate, with, of course, I think we can expect that the, that the you know, the resolution of disapproval is probably going to pass. Uh, he expressed a lot of frustration over the our 
lack of changing the rules to a 50 vote you know, margin on especially these confirmations for these judges and things and we're going to do that it's just taking a lot longer again than it should in my view it's always hard to get that that last number 49 50 51 republican senator to come on board um, but I sensed a lot of his frustration today because I share it, frankly, with how slow our bureaucracy works. So just for clarity, kind of put a, a bow tie, if you will, on the uh, DHS letter. He's very open then to obviously not having the core build this wall. And well, if, if the law allows it, I, he, what he wants is the job done just yeah. like I want. Whatever that process. Is. But you cannot have, you can't have the Corps of Engineers with its bureaucracy hiring subcontractors who don't build anything, who then hire subcontractors who may build some parts, and then a whole bunch. Of the subcontractors when they're perfectly good vertically integrated you know contractors that do this for a living every single day and uh, th and that's what I'm urging them to do so I think I can sense the president's frustration and, and appreciate his frustration this resolution they may vote against this National Emergency Act my question though is do people like Senator Rand Paul Senator Lamar like Alexander you yourself said I don't know if this is gonna meet the muster right. of the Constitution so do they make a valid point going hey guys we could be shredding the Constitution by giving this money to a president that hasn't really been allocated. Well, I would say it this way. First of all, I, I now believe he does have both the constitutional sessions. You do? I've read, what, what flipped your mind? Well, reading his the, the specifics in his, his ah. uh, declaration, looking at USC 10, uh, Section 284 in one case and another section in another case. Uh, now, we may have an issue with the law. We may, you know, we, I may think that we, sh you know, he shouldn't have those authorities. The, I believe he does. I think he's well within his legal authority to if he is within his legal authority. In fact, let me back up and even tell you this. I voted for the $1.4 billion as low as it was, knowing that he would have the opportunity to use more money. And I even think with, I don't think it's necessary. He's got $4.5 billion just in his own authority between the $1.4 billion and some other DOD money that doesn't require an emergency declaration. And that's what Senator Lamar Alexander is suggesting. So what he's asking Mr. Trump to do, President Trump, is to rescind the national emergency declaration. Would you be on board with that, knowing there's all this other money? or I think if he rescinded it, he's still going to have $4.5 billion and we'll get more money in the next round. Remember, we're now into appropriations. All of that said, I believe there's an emergency at the border. Okay. I believe he's well within his rights, even if I think, you know, there's a there's a constitutional question. I don't think it's a question. Even if we have to change the law, he's, I believe he's well within his rights, and I intend to support him by voting against the resolution. When you spoke with Secretary Nielsen on the phone, I think it was over the weekend, do you get the sense, yes, Senator Kramer, I hear you, I get it, you're right, or is she just... Oh, no, she was very much in sync with what I was saying. Um, I, I, I sensed her frustration, her lack of patience as well. But she's dealing with a big bureaucracy. She doesn't have a lot of help on the political side at DHS because, again, Democrats have been upholding all of these uh, these confirmation hearings. So, um, no, I, I sensed that she's help, and I offered it. I said, you tell me how to be helpful. I do sit on both committees that have jurisdiction over the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. So I intend to keep pushing on this with every tool that I have in my tool chest. What are your thoughts? things here from the standpoint that you could sense President Trump's frustration today with these Nadler yes. document requests and whatnot. He's the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. That's where impeachment proceedings would begin if they ever do begin. Do you think the Democrats are completely misplaying their hand here? Or I guess what, what what's going on? Like It just seems like they're way over. I think you can count on liberals every time to overstep and overreach when the whole collusion thing doesn't seem to be working out very well for them. I think that they were putting all their eggs in that basket. It, it appears that even the Mueller investigation collusion's not really in the cards. So now they're going to find other ways to keep this going. I'm telling you, Chris, my 
my sense is that the American people want us to work together to yeah. get things done. There are big things to do. Uh, we're, we're on the brink of some big deals on some of these trade are going pretty well. We have the southern border issue. Um, we have a growing economy that we don't want to stall out. Uh, we have new threats, China being, you know, islands and ships and Russia, you know, expanding its military. There are a lot of big important things that he needs to be focused on and so does the rest of the country. 60 Sir, give us an update. There's some big news about this U.S.-China trade deal, maybe in a summit on March 27th. Yeah. So I actually met with Greg Dow today. Greg is the, the lead um, agriculture negotiator uh, at, over at USTR. I mean, there's a lot of reason to be uh, optimistic, but China is very complicated. I know you know this. I know everybody knows this. They're very complicated. Um, they're not like us. So I don't want to spike the football at the 20-yard line. That usually results in a fumble. Um, but I, I do think there's reason to be optimistic, not just with China. Yet we have the USMCA to con yes. that we have to do yet uh, this year, and there's some nice bi bilateral deals in the works throughout the world. And uh, I, I think before before long we'll have some good news. Thank you for being here live, sir. Hey, we thank appreciate you it. For Thanks being for the here insight. Live, this is fantastic. I love your digs here. Isn't it nice? Yeah, that's cool.